Welcome to Flashpoint, the podcast for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 96, recorded Sunday, March 29th. I'm your host David Holloway and with me is a co-host who binge-watched Angry Joe on YouTube the night Netflix launched. In fact, he's watching Angry Joe right now. Simon, come back here. How are you? Nah, he's watching. I knew it. Well, sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was good sound effects. Interrupted a good episode there. What? So I, doing, you're recording. Are we doing this now? Yeah, we are. I need to oh. know about Angry Joe because, like you, I'm now a Netflix addict, and I hadn't stu- I haven't stumbled across Angry Joe. Uh, he's not on Netflix. That's probably why. Oh, like, oh on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. The night yeah. Netflix launched. Yeah, read read yeah. the running sheet, David. Yeah. I'll, I'll 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 walk you through them next time. How's that? I'll walk you through the the running walk, sheet. Walk you through the gags. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. Um, so we won't talk about Netflix later because we'll probably run out of time. But yeah, I did sign up this week for the very first time, and um, based on your recommendation, uh, I think I'm now uh, enjoying the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It's it's kind of cool. It is. I like it. Yeah. She she, she anyway. Um, we can talk about that maybe in pop culture, but so let's, as always, start with what we've been playing. Simon, as per always, you've been flitting around a few things. I have. Um, I have, so I tore, obviously I've uh, dipped into uh, Elder Scrolls Online. I've been. Uh, well, it's actually started a new. Actually, I started a new character in Swotor as well, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh, number twenty-eight? <laughs> I don't know. I've lost count of the number of servers and the number of alts, but uh, basically I started to smuggle up because I, I did start a smuggle up some time ago, but sort of thought, uh, so this time around, I didn't mean to, but he kind of looks like Harrison Ford. Nice. So I, I think this, I'll, I'm going to carry through with this smuggler because he's he's very fond of kicking people in the nuts. It just seems to be his uh, modus operandi. So I'm I'm feeling this one. I didn't feel the other guy. Does he look like Harrison Ford before or after the plane crash? Uh, before the Millennium Falcon broke his leg, yeah. Nice. Well, well, yeah, well before. No, he looks, looks like classic, except he's got brown eyes and not – Harrison Ford's got blue eyes, does he? Pretty uh, sure. I don't know. Who cares? Who, yeah, who someone looks, will know. Carrie Fisher looks into his eyes. That's not my job. Um, and, uh, yeah, as Elder Scrolls started a new character there because I wanted to see how the – um, they've, I think they've streamlined the uh, opening part where you're escaping from Cold Harbor. So I wanted to see how that played out, and um, that's that's improved. So it's, there's a lot of a uh, lot of tweaks and improvements that have gone into ESO. So if you, it's well worth looking at again. I think, especially with the um, having the the whole penalty thing, where if you you steal stuff or you steal too much stuff, then you're in you're in dead shtuk. Okay. So, that uh, that definitely adds a, a new dimension, um, and also been playing Loadout, which is a game on the PlayStation Four. It's also available on Steam as well, although they don't seem to be spending quite as much time on that as the PS4 version, which just launched. Uh, it's not available in the Australian store because the classification board is a bunch of fetid dingo kidneys. Quite frankly, hmm. and they couldn't find their ass with a map and a team of Sherpas, apparently. So it's a bit gory, but it's cartoon gore. I mean, really cartoon gore. I don't know what their their objection is. I've actually um, emailed the classification board to find out what the hell they're thinking of. Um, so I, I, I don't know. But the good news is if you've got a US or EU account, you can actually play that game um, by logging into those accounts and downloading the game and uh, obviously installing it. And they can just dip back into your own um, local account and play it quite happily with your friends if they do something similar. Um, but it's basically a, a um, an arena shooter, so you, you're just running around. You know, it's a it's a sort of cartoon um, cartoon gore Counter Strike sort okay. of. You can upgrade your weapons. Um, it's very much free to play because because it's not available in the Australian store unless you've got a um, a credit card or something set up with an overseas account. Uh, you can't buy any of the in-game currency anyway, so you just 
have to level up and enjoy the game for what it is. But it's worth a look if you've got a PS4. It's uh, free to play, as I say. So, yeah, have a look. Cool. And so when you say cartoony arena shooter, I tend to think of Team Fortress 2. Nothing like that? That's a bit like that. Okay, cool. It's uh, – there's – the customization of your characters is kind of limited, especially because we, you can't buy in-game currency. Um, but doesn't stop you upgrading your weapons. Okay, that's really where the the fun comes into it. But it's it's good. It's um it's a bit twitchy. As well, it's, it's a twitch shooter as much yeah. as yeah. Uh, and of course, I, I get ground into the dirt by what I'm yes. a twelve-year-old whose reflexes are a damn sight better than mine, but. Their, their brains aren't fully formed yet, so screw them. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, it's uh, it's still a good deal of fun, especially if you can find some people your own age to play with who are just as handicapped by arthritis and advanced age and senility and dandruff and all of the other good stuff. That's why I don't know why we don't play more together. Because well, we, we'd be good in that respect. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you the directions on how to create an account. Not that I'm endorsing that because it's probably illegal and violates terms of agreements and so uh, who the f- and I'm just too lazy with that stuff anyway we've got idiots doing our ratings what can I say absolute freaking morons yes but thank you for the episode title anyway about the dingo kidneys oh no I just lifted that from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy so. oh it is too I knew it sounded familiar feel free <laughs> yeah that's good um, well, as far as what I've been playing, it's it's just a carbon copy of the last eight episodes. So uh, a lot of wow, um, not a lot to report from in there, just doing my garrison, slowly getting my gear up, um, having fun there. <laughs> Still lots of destiny. I'm 29 and three quarters. Um, and highlight probably is that I had a uh, fun time with one of our regular listeners and um, sometimes co-host... Kazmas or David, um, so that was good. He took me around. Did I say that last episode? If I did, I apologise. I don't know. I sort of tune out when you're talking. So. Yeah, that's all right. So um, yeah, that was good. He, you know, we did some some good uh, strikes and stuff. So that was great. So yeah, nearly at thirty, so close. Um, immersed myself in Swotor yet again. I haven't played it yet, which I still feel increasingly guilty about, and. If I um, want a quick game or something, I'm still diving into StarCraft 2 here and there just for a bit of fun. So there we go. Um, that's what we've been playing. But So let's always, let's always, as always, <laughs> let's jump into Republic News. You're not afraid? You will be. You will be. So there's been a bit happening um, on, in Swotor land, particularly on the Bioware side of things. Uh, number one, we have a new community team member, Nick Avola, rhymes with Ebola. So he's done a post, Simon, hasn't he, introducing himself? He has. And my reading of it, for what it's worth, is it's. I, I think they have a template. Hi, I'm the new community rep. Here's what I plan on doing because it's all pretty much of a muchness, really. Yeah, I, I think they've got a. They've they will have a template for this sort of thing, definitely. Especially for someone who's just starting out, it's uh, it's going to be um, temp- put it on a template and then let me have a look at it and then if it's okay, I'll which it won't be. I'll make the required edits and then and then pop it out. And I mean, he doesn't say anything about himself, which I can understand why, but you don't know where he's come from. Um, oh, he talks a little bit about his um, previous work experience, but that's about it. Well, yeah, not terribly revealing, uh, but but it's it's an introduction. So, and I mean, he's he's talked about his sports team. So, yeah, what, what, what more can you you really ask? I mean, uh, he said he's an intelligence analyst. Handling the Middle East and, and North Africa, um, so you know that's that's probably about as much as he can say about himself. Yeah, true. Uh, without a, some a, having a, a predator do a drone strike on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're right. So yeah, welcome, Nick. We look forward to hearing more from you in the future. 
Yeah, it, it's weird though. I, I mean, I don't. Obviously, he's a native Bostonian. Obviously, they didn't meet him in Boston for obvious reasons. Well, maybe he did turn up and just they didn't, and then he stayed there for a week afterwards, and they liked his dedication. Well, maybe he met all the people that had already bought non-refundable hotel tickets. <laughs> I love. I'm the one that usually flogs a dead horse. I love how you flogged that dead horse for three episodes running. It's not happy, David. I'm not happy. I'm still not happy about that. I don't. Yeah. That was true. They don't. You know, I can't even get a cogent sentence together. I don't think they handled it well. No, they didn't. Especially after the last one. No, agreed. Coincidence. Third time. If they do, they do it again. They cancel another one at short notice this year. There yeah. won't. The, uh, see, There'll be I, hell to pay. Well, no words again. No words again. See, direct I, Star Wars crate. There'll be hell to pay. Annoyed. Very annoyed. Very annoyed. Um, as far as new content goes, though, uh, Star Wars Game Update 3.2 is on the PTS title Rise of the Emperor. I don't mind that. See, that's the sort of title they should be using for the movies. That shit's on The Force Awakens. I have a Rise of the Emperor every morning. <laughs> oh, I'm not going there. Um, so what do we want to talk about this? Um, I, I suppose I'll read the blurb for those that haven't heard it. Unleashed from hiding on Yavin 4, the former Sith Emperor has struck the Imperial world. Of We agreed it was called Zeost, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? He, using his immense power... He's dominated the minds of the planet's martial forces. I was about to say marital forces, as well as an elite. Uh, oh, now there's a word I always struggle with. As well as an elite, is it cadre? Cadre is how I pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. A militaristic Jedi and has set them against the populace, engaging in a bloody slaughter. So it's setting up the story nicely. But for those wanting what the content is, you get a new planet, Zeost, which we talked about in a previous. Mm-hmm. Um, episode so level 60 players who have completed the Shadow of Revan storyline i.e. not me can now join in the fight against the former Sith Emperor um, and the big new uh, feature beyond that is the outfit designer so you can now have up to 16 outfits created and saved with your unique look um, are you excited by that Simon? Uh, well you've got 28 characters so you're still going to have duplicate outfits that that is true. Um, okay, well, I'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. But I I do feel it necessary to point out. It says the former Sith Emperor. He's not the former Sith Emperor. He's been the Sith Emperor the whole damn time. Yeah, he more had a holiday. No, no, he didn't. Yeah, well, I've got nothing beyond that because I'm hopeless on law. And it's probably nitpicking, but he he ain't the former anything. Anyway, so moving on. Yeah, the outfit designer. I have to admit, I haven't gone on the PTS. I haven't done much with this because um, I, I did that with uh, uh, Forged Alliances and uh, Shadow of Revan, and I kind of want this one to be a bit more of a, a surprise rather than seeing all the content before everything's finalised. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to just do this as a pleb. So I haven't, re- haven't looked at any of it yet. I have snuck on YouTube to see what people are showing us as far as the outfit designer goes. And, yeah, I kind of, I kind of like it. It's, uh, it. it's not going to give people uh, a, massive, a massive amount of flexibility as far as personalizing things go. But it does mean you can wear – you can look the way you want without sacrificing your stats. Okay. I, I think that's a, that's a good thing. Um, basically, what seems to have happened is they've. It looks the same as when you go into your character, um, the, the the character window. But there's a series of extra slots down the right hand side, or tabs down the right hand side, which allow you to um, equip the actual gear you're you're wearing that's giving you the stats as as normal. But then the additional tabs allow you to uh, pop. Other, um, other pieces of equipment. So it's it's not just the look of something; it's the actual bit of gear. But you drop them in the slots, and you can apply th- that look over the actual gear you're wearing. Right. So so it does it does co- and um, any time you change just to reply, there's a credit cost, and obviously there's the you sacrifice credits by using uh, gear that 
you actually own. You just drop it into these places. So that's that's money. You'll you know you can't sell the stuff. Yeah, you, you sell it. You don't got it. You can't put it in a slot. But I don't really have an issue with that. Um, I think that's that's going to do pretty much what I want to do because I I've, I can't be bothered. I really can't be bothered with uh, if I find a look I like. I, I just want to stick with that. Yes. And I do get a bit sick of um, the constant having to fuss around and find better better mods and better armor to put into the adaptable stuff. Uh, if It's great. I can still do that if I want to, but the fact I don't need to do that, or at least I won't need to do that, I, I think it's a pretty good implementation. Uh, it's not final yet, and there will be some additional um, polish that I'll apply to uh, in 3.2 and probably subsequent ones after that. But I think so far they've got they've got something pretty solid here, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it's implemented. And they're they're saying that they're not ruling out down the track that uh, you'll be able to apply it to your companions as well, which would be good. Yeah, I and I mean I'm hoping some people will be in, but you could do some really funny stuff with that if you do the right things with your colours and that. You could have like tell me someone won't do a Batman and Robin colour scheme, and there's all sorts of cool funny stuff you could do. Yeah, or you could just apply all of the relaxed gear to um, your uh, to Doc and just have a naked Doc running around with you. Huh? Yeah, that's false. What's bizarre is in the announcement for three point two on the PTS, they talk about quite right a new planet, the outfit designer, um, some potential class changes. The one spoiler that they put in there is the list of vehicles that will now become adaptive and can be used at any speed of piloting rank. How in Anyway, is that a spoiler? It's like, oh, no, my Cherko um, Invader can now be adaptable at all pilot speeding levels. How dare you? Like, that's bizarre. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't really. I, as far as I'm concerned, the, the biggest change they made as far as the, the speeders go was that you could um, mount them while you're moving, which I think uh, that's. Oh, that is good. That, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, God, I, so I hadn't picked that up. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's that yeah, shits I, me across a bunch of MMOs. That's that's from a previous um, a previous patch notes, not from not from this okay, one. Okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought that was that was definitely. I was surprised that more people weren't making noise about that. Yeah, quite, that's brilliant. Because I thought that was a real plus. Yeah, um, that that's fine. I would be far more excited if you can actually have your companion jump on the back of your speeder bike. Yeah, Which that would be good. They did talk about a very long time ago, and I can <laughs> sincerely doubt we'll ever see it. But you know, it'd be kind of cool if if, if we could. Yeah. I'm not I'm not quite sure how you'd go with a. Well, let's face it. Some of some of them are going to. Yeah, some of them. It's not going to be terribly practical. No, no, true. So, and I mean, a lot of the class stuff is the expected tweaks and balancing stuff. You, you'd. Which with this sort of patch, so totally tune out about it. It's uh, all of this, the spreadsheet monkeys are are going to be very keen on that, and uh, and more power to you. Uh, I've just, uh, I've, <laughs> uh, yeah, same. Just cannot. The only thing that's going to excite me as far as the mounts go is if they bring in a chocobo. It'll happen. I totally buy that. It'll happen. It's not like they haven't broken law already. No. Like, Sick a bit of Final Fantasy in there. Who the hell's not going to know? Yeah, exactly. Just do a palette swap on it. No one will know. <laughs> All right. So that's SWOTOR uh, news. And there's nothing else in MMO land that we particularly needed to cover that, I, that I'm aware of. So um, let's go across to one of our most anticipated segments on this award-winning podcast, and that's your Laura Stuck in My Cannon. So ODS1's back after his brief strike last um, episode and he's covering this is second part of galactic crime isn't it we did he did galact, something to do with galactic crime previously yes he did yeah see see i remember these things so yeah. here's odious one with the next part of galactic crime the exchange thank you master david and thank you for that wonderful introduction it's a source of constant amazement to me what one can do with such a limited vocabulary and what I'm sure was a heroic recovery from severe head trauma at some point. Well done. I said, well done. On the subject of trauma, today we continue our exploration of galactic crime and the lethal 
organizations behind it. Today's autopsy is The Exchange. The Exchange thrived between 4000 BBY and 3643 BBY, and it was partially because of this rapid decline and subsequent vacuum that the Black Sun were able to grow and prosper as quickly as they did. For more on that, refer to the last episode. In their prime, the Exchange dominated the Outer Rim territories and operated as a series of cells. The lower cells of the organization were fairly transparent, but the highest levels were mysterious and opaque. It is known that the Exchange were led by an individual referred to as the Compeer. Beneath the Compeer were the Sector Chiefs, who, as the name suggests, administered individual sectors. Below them were the Crime Lords, who controlled worlds of particular interest or high profitability. Entry into this august power structure was only possible through the nominations of several Crime Lords. But back to the Sector Chiefs for a moment. As I mentioned, the power structure was largely a mystery to even the high-ranking members of the Exchange. While the Crime Lords or World Bosses reported to Sector Chiefs, the Sector Chiefs operated no cells of their own. They were pure management and oversight. In fact, they lived double lives. On the face of it, leading a normal existence, but in the shadows, running an organization that dealt in smuggling, extortion, weapons dealing, slave trading, bounty hunting, and spice. It is said that the compere himself was actually one of the sector chiefs, but so good was the veil upon veil of secrecy, no one ever knew for sure. For all the harm the exchange did, I feel compelled to point out they were an equal opportunity organization. Around 3951 BBY, the exchange on Narshadar was run by an individual named Gotu. Not unusually, Gotu was never seen in person, only by hologram. Okay, that bit's a little bit more unusual. Gratifyingly, Gotu was in fact a droid. G-O-T-O. Not only did he fool organics into believing he was a fellow squishy, he subverted the exchange's goals and manipulated its resources to stabilize the Galactic Republic through the extermination of destabilizing individuals or organizations and the strengthening of under-resourced Republic worlds through channeling secret profits from the exchange's operations to them. He also concluded, quite correctly, that the main source of the Republic, in fact the galaxy's problems, was the Jedi Civil War, so quite logically posted bounties on both Jedi and Sith to be delivered alive in the hope they might aid him preserve the Republic despite his better judgment. However, most bounty hunters were either incapable or disinclined to make life deliveries. This failure of organics to fulfill a simple task led him to reactivate Revan's lost HK-50 manufacturing facility on Telos IV and to direct the newly created droids to search the galaxy for Jedi. Sadly, GOTO died later that year on Malachor V as part of the Exile's general short-sightedness and traitorous tendencies. Regardless of all that, the exchange continued to prosper and grow, and that proved to be the end of them. Despite the Cold War between the resurgent Sith Empire and Galactic Republic in 3653 BBY, the exchange's wealth and power swelled to a point where the Hutt cartel could no longer ignore them. A series of tit-for-tat operations between them occurred that resolved nothing, but did allow the exchange to reap a small fortune thanks to their investments in tech companies that supplied all sides. In the end, it wasn't the huts that caused the collapse of the exchange, or at least not directly. It was pragmatism. With the Cold War growing hotter, it was becoming clear to many crime lords, both within and without the exchange, that the risk-reward of playing both sides was changing, and changing quickly. As is so often the case, the sea change occurred on Nashadar, where the local exchange boss, Ukabi, refused to join the pro-Empire Shadow Syndicate, resulting in an all-out war between the Syndicate and the Exchange. Ukabi was assassinated, and his underlings fell into line. After this incident, the Exchange fractured, and although it, or at least parts of it, most likely still exist, it is no longer the power it once was. Its glory days were now a memory. Speaking of things past their best, back to you, Master David. Love you as always, Odious One. Um, yeah, that was interesting. I um, Although for someone that knows nothing about lore, I find every one of these segments interesting, so what can I say? Uh, I will jump again to general gaming news. This is 
not the podcast you're looking for. Okay, uh, we actually have, Simon, I'm very excited to say, we have a direct reader question to you. So I'd like to say it's via our multitude of Twitter followers and Facebook page followers and emailers, but it actually came from one of uh, our valued listeners that I had lunch with last week, and it wasn't Gail. Um, but, uh, yeah, Blackie, as I like to call him, had a, a really question. He said, look, he said, I still love the podcast. He's only human. And he said, I just want you to ask Simon, with Elite Dangerous, he said, I loved Elite Dangerous when I played it in, uh, It's was it mid to late 80s, Simon? I don't actually know the history. Uh, 90s. 90, early 90s. Um, and he said, loved it to bits then. Interesting getting back into it. How different, aside from the obvious graphical difference, which would be stark, how different is the actual gameplay? And he said, so I need to, and he said that, a good, detailed, knowledgeable answer is what he needs. Otherwise, he's going to stop listening. Okay. What was the question again? <laughs> uh, um, how similar? It's 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 a really tricky thing to um, to kind of quantify in an absolute term. In absolute terms, it's a little bit like uh, trying to compare uh, playing something on a fourteen-inch CRT to uh, playing something on a 60-inch yeah. LCD. The the core spirit of the game is absolutely there. Um, the uh, Just going around, doing doing what you like, the uh, the economy, uh, it's the, – the fundamentals of the original games are absolutely there. The, the gameplay itself is – well, it, it's still evolving because obviously the game is still – that it's it's still growing, it's still being developed. The the fact that it's been released now is it's not a, a final state. I don't know if the game will ever have a final state. Uh, it, it's it's just a, it's a quantum leap. If yeah. I could steal that line from um, Sinclair Computers, and I think I can because I'm the computer's dead. If not Clive Sinclair, I have no idea what his health is these days. <laughs> uh, the the game is just it's. The, the controls, as far as the gameplay side, the controls, lots more controls, lots more to do. Uh, it's got physics now. I don't really know that you could accuse the the earlier versions of having having physics. Um, and I, I'm still still tweaking that. But fortunately, you can you can tweak the controls however you like them. Uh, the visuals, well, as you'd expect. Uh, substantial advance yeah and and yet it's still but it feels it feels like elite it does still feel like elite there's no right. two ways about it um the 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 fundamental spirit of the game is absolutely still there so yeah in short it's it's elite but not as you know it and it's definitely worth a try if if you're ever in doubt and this is one of the wonderful things about the age we live in. If you're ever in doubt about a game, uh, don't pirate it. Oh, God, that's a story I'll have to say for another day. Just, I really have got to stop reading comments. Um, uh, if you're in doubt, just jump on YouTube and have a look. It's, uh, it doesn't take much to search up a few videos. And uh, you'll learn everything you need to as far as what you can do, how you do it, um, obviously the visuals. But that is definitely worth a, a, a few, you know, just do it while you're having dinner one day or when you're having lunch or when you're supposed to be doing something else at work. Yeah. Actually, that's the best time to do it. Do it while you're at work and, and then try and justify what you're doing when someone catches you because that'll keep you on your toes. It's good, good exercise for the brain. It's, it's one of our core objectives at Flashpoint is to decrease work productivity. Well, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure that 90% of everything that's popular is popular because people are bored at work. Yeah, you're probably right. That's the only reason that internet memes exist at all. Yeah, true. And just for the record, Clive Sinclair is still alive and kicking. He's 74 and got married for the second time in 2010. That's disgusting. How old was she? I, did, I didn't click through because I didn't want to stuff the Skype feed. So. 
Well, if if you're still a millionaire, I, maybe I'm cynical, but I'm guessing probably not one of his peers. <laughs> you cynic. Yeah. Uh, speaking of millionaires and and um, technological behemoths, Google uh, deciding to get more into game streaming because apparently they own this thing called YouTube. Do they own YouTube? Yeah, there you go. I didn't know you could hit that note. That's most impressive. Ah, I'm <laughs> no, like the Lady Gaga of this podcast. Didn't ask you to do it again. Settle down. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they're getting into um, – they, they're going to tweak some YouTube options to, to make it more game streaming friendly, yeah? Well, yeah. I mean, we all, we all are pretty sure most of us remember, if not, we're living in fear that um, YouTube was, was going to end up buying Twitch. Yeah. Which – I don't think would be a good idea. No. You, you don't need the, the two biggest video streaming. And, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to um, to the competitors out there, but they, they are the two biggest as far as, as far as the sphere we live in is concerned anyway. Yeah. So I suppose it's inevitable considering the, the colossal uh, backbone and infrastructure that, they, that uh, Google's got and YouTube's got, if they didn't get the uh, didn't get the the pony they wanted, they'd make their own pretty pony, and it's uh, it's looking very much like they might be, according to some information from uh, the Daily Dot. Yes, I mean the, the argument they make is a very strong one too. That you know the chances of making any money what you do on Twitch is so much lower than than YouTube, and that's got to be their most powerful swaying mechanism to get people to come over assuming they do the right tweaks yeah it is i mean youtube um sorry uh twitch putting themselves up for sale or or being uh, being uh willing to to be sold that's understandable because they were hitting some real ceiling issues as far as their infrastructure goes and i i just don't think they they had the money to uh to really get themselves where they needed to be so it made sense and god knows Amazon's a perfect contender because they don't have anything in that space already. Perfect. Uh, YouTube obviously already did. There's a considerable overlap and you could just see one thing devouring the other. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, having said that, you, uh, Twitch is is trying to expand a bit of what it's doing. There was a, a bit of a uh, fracas recently when uh, an EDM producer who's apparently got a an online presence and is well known for enjoying the female posterior, uh, decided to basically live stream a, uh, uh, a house party. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, needless to say, it... <laughs> it got... got... It, it, it got boisterous. Yeah. Uh, and uh, eventually the, the uh, stream got cut off. But uh, at least off on, uh, on Twitch, um, there was being parallel streamed on a, another service which didn't uh, because apparently they don't have a, have that sort of hang up but uh, so twitch is trying to expand in youtube's direction as far as live streaming and and such goes and youtube's looking to uh, retool aspects of what they've got to, to pick up some of the uh, or yeah. some competition to, to twitch i don't think this is necessarily a bad thing no in fact it's probably a good thing uh really Competition, as long as it's proper competition, especially considering one's got Google behind it, one's got Amazon behind it. Yeah, you know, it, it's not it's not really the big guy against the little guy no. when you when you look at the foundations on this issue. So, potentially, if there's a bit of innovation here rather than just copycatting and and strong arming, I think that this could be positive. It just depends how you know the free market's a funny thing. Yes. It, it can be good and it can be bad. I'm just still getting my head around the house party thing. And, like, unless you've got everyone in that party sober and aware that they're going to be streamed the whole time, that's just off. What? What, well, what, planet, what planet are you on? No, yeah, but, I mean, from a consent viewpoint, it's, that's just off. Oh, no, no. I, I think everyone knew exactly what was going on. And I'll also remind you of uh, uh, when the... PS4, the the first night that that service basically launched, 
uh, obviously they had uh, Twitch built in from day one, and they had that that guy stripping his passed out naked wife on the couch in his lights. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, for some reason, Sony didn't think that it didn't occur to Sony or Twitch that that might that happen. might happen. Yeah. Um, so it did on night one. So yeah, if 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 you can do it, someone is going to. Yeah, uh, very true. Especially these days. Do you think of it, how many people post pictures of themselves making stupid duck faces on YouTube, or or take pictures of their goddamn lunch? I don't want to see what you had for lunch. I don't know. No. Impressive it was. It's stupid. If you've got nothing interesting to say, say nothing. Agreed. So why the hell do we do the podcast then? Anyway. Do you know I've been asking myself that question? Only for 96 episodes? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Bring back Ed. Uh, for those interested who's followed us since the start, I've tried to touch base with Ed, and I'm pretty sure, Ed, I don't think you listen to this anymore, but we'd love to hear from you. Um, I've emailed Ed a couple of times with no response, so I hope he's okay. I think he just might be busy. Well, hopefully it's good busy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, PlayStation Home is finally closed by the time you listen to this. God, that seems to have been the longest closing down thing. Hasn't that been going to happen for bloody months and months and months and months? Yeah, that, well, they announced it in, I think, was it September? Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, PlayStation Home launched in 2008 on the PS3. Yes. And it was sort of a a virtual meeting space where you could have a, an avatar, you could make the avatar look anywhere. Actually, it was quite a good um, character creator. Yeah, it was. Um, but the, when people only actually gave a damn, um, most of them had actually spent some time making the avatar look a bit like, look enough like them that you actually recognised them. You, you, you could see them across the, and oh, I, yeah, that, that's you. So... You know, it had, had a lot of potential and it was originally going to be like a, a social harbour meeting yeah. space. But most people logged into it, uh, you know, created their avatar, had a bit of a wander around, tried to figure out what the hell I was supposed to do and, and what it was for and then never logged in again. Yeah. But there was a diehard community and Sony did end up leveraging it as a, a promotion space for, for games or events or movies Um there were a number of stores where you could buy your um, apartments and stuff to go in the apartments and clothes for your avatar. And people, some people spent a, a lot of money mm. in space. A lot of money. Some people spent a, a freaking lot of money. Enough that uh, at least half a dozen companies actually, that Sony contracted out to, to make content, actually um, became pretty successful in their own right as as shops, yes. as, as brands uh, for this uh, in this uh, virtual world, virtual brands for this uh, virtual world. And uh, but obviously, uh, the take up of the PS4 and the Xbox One has been unprecedented. It's the both consoles have been uh, are selling way better than their predecessors did at the same time in this general and yeah. the cycle. Even the Xbox One, whatever people tell you, it's it's doing fine. It's selling fine, and the games look just look fine as well. Yeah, yeah. I've, I can't, especially for Destiny. I can't really tell the difference between one or the other. Quite frankly, when you're playing, it just looks great. It does, if repetitive. Uh, so, so anyway, yes. Yeah, Sony announced that they were going to shut it down because I don't know. Maybe they've been cutting costs. What anything they can sell off, they've been yeah. selling. Anything they can shut down or get rid of, they've been. Do- the servers must cost them money. Maybe they they need it for for something else. I don't know, or maybe they just it's not get, creating enough turnover. So yeah, they announced it was going to shut down. It shuts down March thirty first. Yeah. So it's yeah, as you said, by the time you listen to this, it will be pretty. And look, I was uh, writing daily, um, and all the content's still up on on my blog, but I was writing about Second Life and, and heavily involved with Second Life and PlayStation Home was the new shiny object. Um, yes, in 2008, so Second Life was well and truly established and it was slightly after the peak Second Life experience and everyone was trying to jump on board mm. this stuff. And, yeah, it had it had some adherence and it had some, some good feedback and it was, you know, only a, a gnat on the bum of Second Life in as far as user base oh, from yeah. what I could gather. But... Yeah, still sorry to see it go. Yeah, it, it is a shame. I've I have to admit I 
I've sort of faffed around in there quite a bit and I guess I spent a bit of money in there but so when the Lucas uh, the was it the Lucas Art shop opened up I had bought the Stormtrooper costume and oh I think though I think the other most of the there's the you got the rebel pilot you could uh, dress as Lando Calrissian although you Fortunately, you couldn't, there was no um, method of black facing yeah, <laughs> for that costume, which is probably a good thing. Um, and oh, what else was there? Oh, uh, Bosk and uh, the 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 funny the the, the what was the, what was that? Uh, the other bounty hunter, the the one the looked like it looked like a bug that had a sphincter for a mouth. Ah, uh, can maybe. I'm yeah, thinking. I See, I, I, I'm thinking Greedo, but it's not. He didn't have a sphincter. No, either. no, no, no. There's no Rodians. No, you couldn't be a Rodian. No. Um, and I think there's a bunch of other costumes that were from um, Force Unleashed. Okay. Which actually looked pretty cool. Um, there you in, go. In the end, so I, I have to admit, I logged back in just to have another uh, one last look around and uh, look at my apartments and and uh, the you know see if there's anything worth and just taking pictures basically just as a little memento yeah. in the end, I ended up running around in my um as judge dread I nice. decided I decided that was my favorite of all of the avatar costumes that was my favorite one oh so. that's good call yeah so it's yeah it is sad to see it go but second life's still going it yeah uh, well second life's like wow it is to a large extent yeah and the the scale of second life just mind blowing I won't start on that again. Uh, PlayStation. So let's do just a really quick round the traps with uh, console updates. So PlayStation 4 has had a big software update, um, yeah, which I know I've downloaded. Um, You can suspend your games and go and do other stuff on your PlayStation, then resume them. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Yeah. You can can actually shut the console. Well, you can can close the console down, shut it down. So put it into standby mode. But... Your, your your game state remains preserved. Yes, so that's cool. Uh, you can uh, integrate with your Facebook and and set up parties and that sort of stuff. So if you want to be more social, the opposite to what I want to be, um, that that's all in there now. But otherwise, there was nothing that stood out for me just in the few times I've been in there since the updates occurred. But yeah, it's good to see. Maybe you could arrange your uh, Destiny Fire team in in um in um Facebook now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because God, you can't do it in the game, real easy. One form of crack with another form of crack. Yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, and then Xbox, uh, they're going to have TV tuner uh, available to Australia and New Zealand. When Simon, do you know that became available March 24th. Oh, so there you go. So it's there. Xbox One. It's uh, it's like 39 bucks. You can get it from JB, EB, or probably pretty much any anywhere else that uh, sells that sort of stuff. It's uh, it's actually pretty, pretty neat. It's a it's a small dongle basically that you plug your antenna into, plugs into the, one of the USB ports on the back of the machine, and you can watch TV while you're you can do this the whole um, split. Oh, split screen. Yeah, or alternately, you can stream to any tablet that's uh, Android. I think is coming soon, but uh, if if you've got uh, smart glass running on a tablet then you can actually stream the tv to the tablet okay. and and so if you want to play a game but someone else wants to watch tv they can watch tv on the tablet oh that'll fix the the real issue we have with society with everyone multitasking and not comprehending anything so that's good well i've done about you but funnily enough I, I find i can't play games without having something like youtube or something running in the background so you're not alone there yeah i know yeah a lot of people know why it's weird now, can I, I think, you know what, I think for the, uh, the older ones amongst us, I think it goes back to the days of, well, no, for me, I wasn't able to do, a, you know, play games that without having a radio on or something. I think it's a bit like that. Radio. Uh, it Ooh. killed the, yeah. Although video killed the radio star. Everyone knows that. Now, Trevor Horn's rolling in his grave. No, was he, no he's probably not dead yet. No, he's not dead. Um, I um, met Trevor Horn once, but it's another story. That's a story for we hate people. Yeah, it's true. Moving on. Uh, and then Xbox uh, double games for games with gold. I don't even understand what that means, but do explain. Well, PlayStation 
Plus uh, gives you free games yep. for as long as you're a subscriber of PlayStation Plus. Xbox gives you games with your gold subscription. Oh, of course. Which you get to keep whether you whether you remain subscribed to games for gold or not. In April, and it's not a joke, they keep telling us it's not a joke, um, instead of one game for the Xbox One or two games for the uh, Xbox 360, yes, it's still a thing, uh, you get two. Okay. So uh, April, you get Pool Nation FX and Child of Light for the Xbox One. Uh, Xbox 360, you get Gears of War Judgment, uh, Terraria, or Terraria, depending on how you want to say it. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Oh, nice. That's actually a pretty good get. And Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel. So, yeah, not too bad. No, not shabby at all. And then last thing, oh, that's it for the consoles, but as far as just general gaming news, Star Wars Battlefront is going to make its debut at Star Wars Celebration. Yes. So what one in a series of Battlefront games it says David confidently after being told that by Simon before the show. Um, well, it's been a while since the last Battlefront game. Yeah. So yeah, there's a there's a this um, this one looks this celebration obviously celebration occurs in May um, is looks like it's gonna be a good one. Um, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, J.J. Abrams, um, and a bunch of the uh, the production people involved with the original. Trilogy and the the um, the inferior trilogy are going to be there. Um, you know, all very all very capable and professional people. Despite you know, that's not that the content's not really their fault. Yeah, but uh, yes, yeah, Star Wars Battlefront is going to be uh, debuting, which is very exciting and incredibly scary and worrying. Yeah, at the same time. Uh, yeah, I games as a service where they give you basic gameplay and then eke out content. Just you know, drip feeding it just to stop you dying and losing interest in the yeah. game, but not actually make you feel satisfied. Not that I'm thinking of any other game in particular when I say that, <laughs> but I'm a little scared that's going to become a model. Yes. So we'll, I'll, I'll wait and see if they actually release a game or release a game mode. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. Fingers crossed that they are not going to f this up. Yeah. And I hear Harrison Ford's flying in for Star Wars Celebration. Probably. <laughs> Sorry. All right, that'll do for gaming. That, that was a yeah, decent. He'll show up for anything these days. He will, one way or the other. Uh, so let's jump now into some pop culture. I can feel your anger growing. Uh, I'll put this a link in the show notes, but there's a really cool photo just released of uh, NASA, a team on the, of so the International Space Station, uh, a team that are going up there or have already gone up there. I can't quite remember, and they had their group photo taken by NASA, and they all chose to do it in the Jedi theme. So I'll put a link there. It's quite cool. Uh, and then speaking of Jedi's and Star Wars again, just for something different. Uh, I love how you've titled this one, Simon. Four years of weekends and eight minutes of awesome. So I assume the four years of weekends is how long it took. The it was a person, wasn't it? I think it was just one guy. One guy. Yeah. One, one one wonderful, devoted, exceptional guy. Yeah, who's made a what would you call it? Anime manga. I'm hopeless with these terms, but he's made it's, a brilliant. It, it's it's anime style. I think it's a it's eighties anime. Eighties anime. Yeah, yeah. Um, and quite honestly, that's probably the most. That's the anime I'm most been most exposed to. Same, but uh, it's yes, it's remarkable, especially if you played Tie Fighter. Did you ever play Tie Fighter? I think I did. Yes, but not I, not a lot of it though. I loved that game. That's what first. That's really the thing that just got me into into space sims as much as anything. Yeah, and no. just the difficulty of flying any kind of spaceship in a, in 3D space, but. Uh, it, it captures. There's a lot of uh, a lot of imagery and iconography and just just stuff that you, you if you played the game if you're familiar with it it just it really resonates. It is, it's it's just so done. Yeah, uh, if he doesn't score a job out of that with Disney, there's something wrong. But anyway, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that is, that is the world's best CV and portfolio. It's got to be. Oh, damn straight. So, yeah, really worth a check out. So check the links in the show notes. And Deadpool's costume has been unveiled 
in true Deadpool style. Yeah, actually, that's true in true Deadpool style. So this is for the um, movie. And I don't want to give away what you mean by true Deadpool style, do we? I'd, look, I'm pretty sure anyone who's listening to this has seen it. Yeah. They must have done. So he's, he's, he's nicely reclined in front of an open fire on a bearskin rug. Yes. And the costume looks pretty bloody faithful. It does. And uh, that's usually one of the, the main concerns with any of these sorts of things is that, you know, you hire a big-name actor and you, so you want their face to be front and centre in the camera lens at all times or as much as possible. So, you know, if, if, if it's Stallone playing Dread, the helmet comes off um, after the first few minutes or, or they just change it so the costume, like Hawkeye or whatever in the, in the Avengers. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's just kind of sad. They're, they're just, they change things. But this, it looks, it's not the original costume with the sort of the, the, the sort of the big red button Simon says kind of thing dearly in the middle of his chest. So it's a more recent iteration, yeah. but it's it's true. It's a, it's yeah, an it stands honest. out like Deadpool big time. Yeah, and uh, the the pose is just classic Deadpool cheese. The fact that he's referencing uh, that uh, Reynolds uh, Reynolds pose. Yeah, no, it's cool. But adding adding the fire in the background, and I have to admit, I did have a good look to see. I thought it would be it would be kind of in character if that if the fireplace was actually a poster but no it appears to be an actual poster a real one yeah fireplace but i would have i would have cacked myself if it had been a a poster yeah see yeah they should have done that that would have added something else to it but so yes and that's february 2016 so that should be a lot of fun uh all right so that's that's a quick pop culture um and now let's do some roundup of tech. It does have its moments. Not many, but it has them. So we've just got two quick things. Uh, what, first one being Netflix Oz launched in the past week, which some people are excited about. Others who've already used Netflix via a VPN for years, probably it, it's a bit of a yawn, although they can now access some of the Australian shows they may not have otherwise been able to get. Um, Simon, are you a Netflix user? I am. Yeah. So I wasn't until this week and I have signed up just on the eight ninety nine plan and, yeah, as, as I said at the start of the show, I'm very happy with it, even just the old episodes of the IT crowd. Yeah, there's some good shows on there and uh, I, I was having a bit of a, a look to see what the kind of superhero fare there is on there but they've got the um, the uh, Iron Man animated series on there which is oh, really? fine, yeah, and they've got um, uh, the, uh, what's it, the Flashpoint Paradox so they've got, some, uh, they've got some DC superhero movies which I have to admit I just sometimes like having on in the background just because superheroes. Yeah. Uh, it is a, it is is limited. Yes, I think it is. Titles at the moment, but as they keep stressing to us, that's the way it started out in the UK and Canada. And while both of those libraries are still smaller than the US one, they have grown consistently and considerably. So Good. we can look forward to a lot more. And yeah, it's being on Internode. It doesn't cost me anything as far as the bandwidth goes because. Uh, if you're with uh, Double Inet or Internode in Australia or Optus, yeah, I was going to say Optus as well. Yeah, Gervais. Oh my God! Shut the hell up. Talk about carpet bombing. What's he done? Oh, it's, I was like, I was like, as as mentioned before, I was actually watching YouTube um, pretty much all the way through the the night. Oh, and there's a YouTube ad with him at the moment, isn't there? Uh, no, there's more than one, and. I would. I think it would be. I'm probably being conservative in saying sixty sixty six percent of the um, of the commercial spots before the the videos kick in um, were Optus sponsored Ricky Gervais bits. So Optus, see, I haven't actually listened to any because I love Ricky Gervais, but yeah, geez. So yes, that was getting a little bit old, but yes, apparently on Optus, it's. I guess it's free. I really stopped paying attention. You have to have a look. I was just looking at his beard. It's not a bad beard. I, the reason, I love Ricky Gervais just because of his humour and, and some of his shows are brilliant. But I also love the fact that he's so thrilled he's made it to the extent he has been a very ugly man. 
Oh, there's uglier ones out there. Oh, absolutely. But what I'm, I think he just loves the fact that he's got to where he is, not being the stereotypical movie star. And good on him. It's hope for us yet. Well, the English are an ugly people. <laughs> there's a nice broad statement, but you're right. All right, and then we've already talked about Google's game streaming as far as tech, but um, Twitch TV may have lost your password. Yeah. That's a bit unfortunate. I hate that shit. Oh, it wasn't like Sony's PSN outage because that went well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, seemed to have had some sort of security breach with that, which they haven't been terribly forthcoming on, but yes, go reset your password. Well, you have to re- redo your password because they reset it for you. Good. So at least they at least they jumped on it and were proactive, assuming they let us know as soon as they knew. Yeah, which I'm guessing they did. No, there wasn't a lot of uh, wasn't a lot of song and dance around it. Now, if you haven't logged into your uh, Twitch account um, in the last week or so, then yes, you will be uh, required to change your password. Password. All right, and if if you've heard this news for the first time um, off this podcast, then shame on you. Yeah, you shouldn't be coming here for news. No. God, what no. the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> All right, I think are we done, Simon? I think we are. Um, I think so. I've, I'm not sure how else I can belittle people. No, sure, I'll find a, a way. Yeah, we'll work on it. That's that's what we do here is just try and get better and better at doing that. Well, you do anyway. All right, let's let's call it a show. Battery. Yeah, I know. I've got to keep you here somehow. As always, if you'd like to offer an opinion, suggestion or some general abuse, please do email us at contact at oceanicgamer.com or visit our Facebook page, The Oceanic Gamer. Now, just to jump in too, was the, um, was the trivia question around turnips, was that this podcast or We Hate People? Yeah, I don't know either. That makes me nervous. <laughs> no idea. No. Um, oh, I might as well give the answer on both just in case. Yeah, I still have no idea what the reference was. I didn't understand the answer. We, right, you know, you so, got, yeah, from um, was Casmas, wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. No, well, actually, uh, Blackie, who I had lunch with, actually picked it first pop and got it right. So I'll give him the the prize of uh, another lunch with me, lucky guy. Uh, it, it was actually a reference to Blackadder. There's a whole episode of Blackadder where they're living very frugally and all they can eat is turnips and um, as part of that Puritan sort of approach, you not only eat turnips but you don't sit on luxuries like chairs, you sit on spikes. So what was your question about the turnips? Yeah, it was, I think it was something like I said, when you're eating turnips, what are you required to sit on was the question I asked. Oh, ah, okay, all right. Yeah. Now I understand. Yeah, Wait. so you had to sit on a spike and be grateful for it. Good um, episode. Was, was that supposed to be funny? Oh, just... You know, if you watch the show, it was funny because Blackadder is brilliant. Oh. You, you like Blackadder, don't you? Uh, which one? Uh, well, that's true. Well, the fourth started to struggle a bit, but I like the first three series. I think the Elizabethan one was probably the best. Yeah, it definitely was. And this, from memory, the, the turnip and spike one was that, that series. Was, yes, yes, yeah. it was. Yes, the the first season was well. Actually, it, the whole thing got retooled after the first season, if I remember correctly. Because okay. Baldrick was the uh, the smart one in that. Jeez, oh, and Blackadder was the idiot. Yeah, okay. Jeez, they did retool it then. They really did. Yes. Yes. Um, so sorry, just jumped in there. So there's the answer. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter. My handle is the Oceanic Gamer, and Simon tweets under RPG Beats RL. Um, you'll find previous episodes of the show on iTunes, the last 50 episodes at least, and we're also happily on Stitcher. Um, and it is, I've got to say, Stitcher is worth checking out. The more I use that service, the more I like it, and they don't even pay me to say that. I wish they would, though. Uh, so, yeah, thanks very much for listening. It should uh, be plug audible now. Yeah, that's, oh, God. Uh, thanks very much for listening, and um, thanks to you, Mr. Simon. Oh, thank you, Mr. David. Um, Yeah, so we're done. Have a great week. And remember, if your pug wipes, it's probably because one of us was in it. Although if it was Swator, I probably wasn't in it. Good night. Oh, you've gone all silent. Go on, say it. What? What? Good night. Oh, good Good night. (laughs) 
Who's the more foolish, the podcast or the person that listens to it? Cut and paste fucking bumper in here. Okay. Did you say cut and paste? Did you say cut and paste or cunt and paste? <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> Oh, Christ. No, wait. All right, I'll cut it out. <laughs>